0: hi everybody welcome to another episode of breakfast with brokers uh today we are going to be discussing how to steal a listing and it's not the uh rabbit hole you think i'm going down (laughs) so without further ado here we go Okay, so in today's episode, we are going to sadly reveal an underbelly of the real estate industry that I think very few people with listings that trust us with their listings see, and sadly, uh, many new agents find out the hard way. Um, It's something that has always bothered me. It's something that I think is kind of plaguing every professional industry to a point, but for some reason runs rampant with very little policing in the real estate agency, or industry rather. So I I think it's important to shed this light on it. Um, It's happened to me several times. I have never done it to somebody else. Um, But I think it's important to kind of spin, um, spin the situation and kind of shine some light on the agents that... Are unfortunately using this as a way to get listings right and so uh, we're just gonna jump right in Um, I was gonna have a couple different agents on here and I think it actually would be great to do so but I just kind of came off of one of these situations as a listing agent and therefore it's my my belly is hot I'm like (laughs) ready to talk about this Um, and I've had it done to me in such epic proportions. Um, and uh, thankfully most of the time it doesn't work because I educate my sellers on what's going on. Right. But uh, honestly, I, I think this podcast will be very, a little bit of comedic relief, a little bit of like mental relief for agents going through it right now. Um, and, and hopefully everyone enjoys, but yeah, so this is how to steal a listing. I mean, I think just that title is making my uh, late mentor roll over in his grave right now. <laughs> but don't worry, Nick, that's not where I'm taking this. Um, you know, a lot of people use stealing other people's listings as a way of gaining business for themselves. It's incredibly sad. Um, it's usually the people that can't generate business on their own. It's usually someone that's trying to take a listing for an ego perspective. Maybe it's a very high-end listing or a celebrity's attached to it, or they just, you know, they're just machine they just want to churn and burn and get these listings going. And it's it's like almost like a little high for them to kind of get a listing from another agent. It makes them feel better or feel like they're better than that agent. Um, and so I think it's important to kind of go into the psychology behind it first. Um, and I am not, by any stretch, a psychiatrist, but I have run this by a couple friends that are. Um, and it really is kind of the little man syndrome, right? It's really the person who is using their life's work or, you know, little wins within that industry uh, to make themselves feel worth something. Um, and when you think about it like that, you can actually feel kind of bad for people that do it. And, and, and all kidding aside, it's, it's important to always lead with love and light and all that hippie stuff that I, I firmly believe in. Um, I'm a huge believer in energy. I think that ener- people transmit energy, situations transit- transmit energy, money transmit energy. Um, and so it's incredibly important to, if you believe that, to kind of realize where these people are coming from and maybe not lash out at them, but necessarily feel kind of bad for them, for what's going on, right? So in real estate, you you gain uh, new listings of several different ways. One way is um, cold calling, which I've never been a fan of and never did. Um, one way is by referral, which I've based my entire life's work on. And I have to tell you, that's a whole other podcast in and of itself. You can sleep at night knowing that you trust your clients and they trust you. So that's another big way of doing it it. Um, You have leads, internet generated leads with I think the average success rate of a Zillow lead is like 3%. Um, So people are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on leads coming in from the internet running around like crazy and 3% of the time making a deal. Never made sense to me either. But again, that's another way of doing it. You can call expired listings. So basically when the MLS, in Jersey, we're blessed with an MLS. So when the MLS, when that listing expired, um, there's agents that will sit down and just call those expired listings. Um, I almost am okay with that almost because, you know, an agent obviously couldn't get it done in that amount of time for whatever reason. So I almost feel like that's fair game. Um, And then there's the people that go after actually listed listings. Um, And if you think about that, the only real way to do that is to, one, present something different to that seller. What can you do or, or your agency do that's different than what that seller is currently getting with their current agent, right? I'd like to note that none of this is allowed. <laughs> if, you, if something's listed, you are not supposed to be contacting the seller. The seller should not be speaking to another agent. It's just not allowed. <laughs> therefore, you know, it, it, I shouldn't say therefore, it, but it happens, right? It happens far, far too much, than, far more than it should, rather. Um, and so basically what they're doing is they're coming in. and I have a news flash for all sellers out there. We all do the same thing. When you, every agency, every agency does the same thing. I happen to think with Engel and Volkers, we're the only ones that have that global kind of connectivity that we really pride ourselves on, especially in the higher end sector. That's how we get stuff done. Um, You'd be surprised how many deals we do that aren't on market. Um, And so that's our genesis qua. And everybody's got a genesis qua. Everybody's got something that's going to make them stand out from the crowd. But I think as a seller, you have to ask yourself, Am I going to get anything more with them than a fresh new listing? Really? Uh, Because we're all putting you on the MLS. You're all feeding out to Zillow. You're all feeding out to (laughs) Realtor.com. You know, what's your agent doing from a marketing perspective? We pride ourselves on doing these incredible videos, um, you know, but now everybody's doing videos, right? So it's like, you kind of have to be like, what are you getting that's different moving to another agent or agency, And so that's the first thing is from a seller's perspective or from an agency perspective. Like I, that's what I love to hear is agents come in and say, "Oh, we're gonna give you new flyers," or "Okay, (laughs) we're gonna put you one day on market on the MLS." I could do that too. Like all of this stuff, when it really boils down to, is just complete and utter bullshit, right? You want to make sure that you're with an agent that you trust. And honestly, frankly, has a little bit more ethics to not spend their time calling listings that are already listed and maybe selling the listings that they currently have, right? So that's the first question I would ask from like an agent perspective is wh- why do you have the time to do this, right? Like I, I have at any time, I'm not, you know, a massive mega agent. I have at any time, maybe six to seven listings at a time. For me, that's all I want or all I can handle, Right? and i don 't want the fifteen person team. God bless those people that do they 're amazing and, and and should be revered because I think in and of itself it''s it 's a, it's a logistical achievement <laughs> um, but for me, I want my my hands on my listings. I want to be there for my sellers it 's something that I genuinely enjoy um, and i 'm not running a machine right i'm i 'm more running um I'm a little bit more about that concierge service. That's just me. There's no harm in doing it the other way. But my point is, if you have someone, even if you're a big team and you have someone dedicated to taking listings, think about that. Like, I think for a while, this you know country has revered aggression, right? They've revered people that just go-getters and they're gonna go. That doesn't mean that you have to take someone else's listing. <laughs> that just means you're out there getting new business. Now, the problem is right now, especially in Hoboken, inventory has always been low. For the past eight years, we've had incredibly low inventory. And so and agents are knifing each other to get listings. And th- that's where you come up with these situa- scenarios and situations where things get a little interesting, right? So what have I had people done in the past? Got it. Um, this is where I wish, I wish we had more agents on here to talk about this. I'm definitely gonna do a part two of this. Um, I've had people say, you know, the landscaping isn't up to par. What? Like, (laughs) because that bush isn't manicured on the corner of the property, The, the house isn't, come on. I mean, like, you should always present things in the right light. You should always do things like that. But I mean, that's kind of a sign that people are grasping at straws. I've had somebody say, you know, the fourth picture on the MLS looks like it's from something else or whatever. No, we'd all do professional photos, again, grasping at straws, right? I mean, I've had people... Say like I put in a marketing piece. um, I had just gotten a uh, like four offers, and I put in a marketing piece. Four offers. um, It was like it was like a social media post. Four offers. um, If about to lose this great deal, and I had an agent repost it and be like you know, um, bird in the hand or something like that. Yeah. Okay. I'm not an idiot. And if I'm putting up a post like that, I'm confident that one of the four offers is going to close and it did. So, (laughs) I mean, it's kind of one of those things that like, if you have an agent that's been in the agency for a been in the industry rather for a long time, chances are hopefully on their, their eight to 10 year string that they've picked up some pointers and they know what they're doing. Right. So There's so many ways that people, do. they will call, they'll send letters, they'll email. Sometimes they'll be really nasty. Sometimes they'll look for anything in in an agent's personal life to attack to try and get that listing. Um, I think one of the most common things is, oh, you, you, you know, they've never sold a house like this, right? They've never, they've never sold a house like this. I think the best example of this um, is probably on my level of things was, um, I had a, uh, a famous uh, celebrity estate. Um, I'll just I'll just say it, it was Mary J. Blige's estate. Um, I was the fifth of what would be seven realtors for the estate, and she was very open with us and our team in New York. She said, "You know, everybody gets one year to sell my house," and we said, "That's fine. Uh, we uh, we agree." We were wildly overpriced out of the gate because she had paid a lot for it, and that market was not keeping up with with what these people had paid. Unfortunately, a few years ago, right? So. We took it on. Um, we listed it for thirteen million. Eventually, dropped it to twelve point five million, which did absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> but again, just chipping away, trying to get down to that number that I thought we should be listed at. Um, we did bring in offers at ten and eleven million dollars. They were denied. I'm just going to pause for a reaction right there. Denied. <laughs> um, turns out we found out that they they didn't actually get to her. She had a little bit of a an issue in communications with uh, her people at that time, which we won't get into because it's a personal issue. But we, we had 10 and $11 million offers that were denied. Um, we lowered the property, I think, one more time. And then I walked in on another agent with an ego almost as big as the house in my listing, taking pictures for it was supposed to expire the next month. And so that is, I mean, I remember being so hurt You know, and their response was kind of like, well, you don't know what you're doing. Like, you've never sold a house like this. Or they assume that because they go on the MLS and they see that no house has been sold like that. Meanwhile, I had sold a house like that, completely off market. And I had the company to do it, right? I had this incredible global company and and we were rocking and rolling and I had a team in New York and everything. And that's how we were able to bring her the only two offers she ever received on that property, upwards of $10 So my point in telling this story is not, woe is me, I didn't sell Mary J. Blige's house. <laughs> my point is, that was the tactic that was used, right? And I have a beautiful email from Mary J. Blige saying, no one worked harder for me to sell my house. You know, I, I appreciate everything you did. Thanks for just moving on. And we left. Two, house, two listing agents down, or one listing agent down, after us, tied her up in so much litigation that she ended up, I believe the last list price of the house was like six million bucks. And that kills me, right? Because, and that, that's where the fuel for this, com- this conversation is. It's like, if you have someone coming to you, right? And saying, I'm going to do something better and I'm going to do this different than your listing agent. Nine times out of 10, they don't care like your listing agent cares. And at the end of the day, nine times out of 10, we're all doing the same thing. So it's more important to pick an agent you know has the ethics and the strength and the stomach and the smarts To get a listing of a high caliber sold, then it is for you to go with the person who spent that entire hour calling already listed properties trying to steal listings from people. I mean, when you really break it down like that, it seems like a no-brainer. I personally as a seller would never want to work with someone who does something like that to undermine another person. Again, I've only had it happen to me a couple times as a listing agent. Um, i recently had it happen to me where, or try to happen to me, but it was so transparent. Thank God my, you know, the my listing, the owner of my <laughs> listing recognized it right away. Um, but I think it's important to kind of call it out because that's what people are doing. And there's nothing wrong with it. This isn't like me sitting here stomping my feet, crying like a child. I just think it actually could hurt your listing so much more than to focus on the task at hand with the person that you already deemed responsible enough to take on the listing, right? Have an open communication. My, list, my sellers and I, they can yell at me. We can talk openly. We can have a conversation. It's business, right? So if, if, you're, if after that conversation you have with another agent, go back to your current listing agent and say to them, oh, you know, so-and-so said X, Y, and Z. What do you think? always open to feedback. You should always be open to feedback, even if that feedback was coming from a bad energy spot, right? (laughs) So I think it's important. I mean, I've heard my husband's an attorney that it happens constantly in law as well, where it's like, you know, people are saying stuff like, oh, that attorney did it wrong and you did it wrong. It's always everyone's first inclination rather than just owning something or saying, wow, that's really good feedback. Thank you. It's always everyone's first inclination to point the finger and say somebody's doing it wrong. And so I think you're just keeping it from that perspective. Know that this is a huge underbelly in our industry. And now I'm speaking to agents right now. Know that someone is going to take your listing at one point. Someone is going to do something behind your back. And you really got to like... I get a tough skin as fast as possible. It took me years to get the skin that I have now. Years. I would like curl up in a ball and hysterically cry because someone took my listing. It, I, honestly, now it's like, bring it, right? Like, come on. I know I'm going to get hit. Every time I list a property that everyone wants to list, I get hit, like bombarded from all different areas and it's going to happen, right? It's, it's kind of the nature of the beast, unfortunately, because people just... Have a, a lack of class that is alarming in our industry, <laughs> um, and I'll leave you with this one, with this one uh, last story, and then we'll move on, just so everyone can get like different examples of how this happens. Um, I had a guy reach out to me, um, and he was listing his brownstone. His wife had just passed away. And he didn't want his children to know that he was listing the property, but he had to list it, right? So we were going to do everything off market. We did a massive global campaign on it. We did beautiful photos. We all, I mean, the works for this guy. But we couldn't list it on the MLS because then when it hit Zillow and then somebody would would come up to him and tell him. And in turn, he would tell his school age children. Um, And so it was a really challenging listing for us because we wanted to do what's right. I had lost my mother young. I wanted to make sure that, you know, these kids were protected as well. And so we launched this massive thing. Another way you sell off market properties, if you're smart, is you call local agents in that area that have closed around that price point, let's say in the last six to 10 months, depending on what your market's like. For us, everything moves very fast. So we usually only go back six months. So I did that. Um, I called my fellow realtors, who I thought were professional, and I said, listen, I have this off-market brownstone. This is the situation. His wife has passed away. We're trying to keep this away from the public because of the kids. Do you have anybody that you might like? That is what you're supposed to do in these situations, okay? I got his okay to do it. He was totally fine with me talking to the community. Fine. Fine. I get responses from, I will say it was refreshing. 90% of the agents I reached out to because I have a good reputation, thank God. Um, we, no, thank you, that's a terrible story. I'll keep it in mind. I'll let you know. Great, we had a couple showings because of it, which was lovely. And then I had one agent. And one agent says, doesn't respond to the text whatsoever. And this agent has a reputation, a very bad reputation for doing, for stealing listings, for doing stuff like this. Almost to the point where I think that person thinks it's like a sport right? (laughs) Like they actually enjoy the kill of stealing a listing, which is psychosis on a whole other level. So what happened was, um, about a week into it, I get a call from my seller who, again, open relationship with my sellers. He calls me and says, this person reached out to me, said that you texted them about showing it. Um, she wants to show it. And I was like, that's fantastic. I'll get in touch with her. I call her. I say, listen, I heard you spoke to my seller directly. Not really sure why you did that, but psyched you have a buyer. Let's do this. And she goes, oh, you know, the buyer disappeared, whatever. I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate. I go back to my seller, just spoke to her, a buyer disappeared. Five days later, my buyer was asking to get out of the contract. Obviously, I was like, listen, You just lost your wife. I'm not trying to do this here, but I just spent a small fortune on a global marketing campaign, videos, images, the whole thing. I can't let you out of your contract this quickly. It's been a month and we've had a crazy good amount of activity considering you won't list on the MLS. Well, I've decided to go with so-and-so, that same agent, whatever. It's like, okay, can you tell me why? And he proceeds to share with me a detailed list of things that she felt I did wrong. He just shared it with me. Again, positives of an open relationship with your client. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? This is a lot of drama for a man that just lost his, the love of his life and has two kids to raise and a massive house to unload. I'm gonna do the right thing here. It's all yours. No legal, nothing, whatever. I wish you well, good luck with everything. Within two days, the house was under contract. Within 45 days, it was closed. And I was livid. And this is not, this podcast is not, you know, a scorned woman just (laughs) like flying off the handle. This is to expose, unfortunately, a side of our industry that is so unkind and so unnecessary. This is a person who was one, I don't take less than 5% listings. So this was a person who was getting 2.5% of a $2.5 million brownstone in a situation where you know, a worse nightmare situation for a family, and instead felt it was more, basically more important for her to get in and get the seller side of the commission and cut me out entirely. And that's just the reality of the world that we live in. And I hope it changes, but I think it's important for agents to be aware out there, not necessarily judgmental, but aware, right? Um, I the majority of the people we that do work and do work correctly don't act like that. And I think it's important that the agents that do operate like that, we see you. We see you and we don't care. <laughs> we know what you're doing. We're preparing for it. And you know, we wish you well. And I think it would uh, you know, across the bar, we're all going through a rough time right now with pandemic and everything. I think it's important. So, I'm going to end this rant um I hope it was helpful. I'm sorry if it's a depressing thing, but I think it's important to know... Everything about what you're walking into, especially when you walk into this industry, right? And unfortunately, this is just one of many underbellies, like any industry has, right? But the more you know, <laughs> the more you know, the more you can plan accordingly. And uh, listen, people like this get reputation. We, we, it's a, it's a large. I think there's a thousand eleven realtors in Hoboken alone, but it's a, it's a large pool of people. But every the second you start doing stuff wrong like this, you get that reputation. And those agents, we know who you are. You know, they know that they're those people. Um, and it really does end up hurting them in the end. So. From a lo- for a long-standing career where everyone likes to work well together, you know, just keep it, keep it above board <laughs> for Christ's sake. Like go work on your, you know, your existing database or, or <laughs> call some expireds or some f- for sale by owners. Like just do it the right way. There's enough money to go around. Um, you don't need to be stealing listings from other people to, uh, to feed your kids at night. So I hope it helped. Um, I know this was very therapeutic for me. <laughs> Not sure if you could tell during the rant, Um, but I would love to do a part two of this because I think every agent has an incredible amount of people um, or incredible amount of stories about this and some are, I mean, much funnier than the other. So uh, I think it'd be great. So we'll do it soon. Bye.